This is Brothers of Ash, a podcast exploring how Christian doctrine should be lived out in fellowship from a Reformed Baptist perspective. I am Jack. I am Chad. <laughs> and I am Byron. <laughs> You're mocking me, aren't you? <laughs> I was trying to get the rap straight, there. Straight Toy Story reference there for everybody. <laughs> yes. Apparently I'm Buzz Lightyear oh, in this episode man. right now. Oh, um, so, uh, so we're good. actually we're yeah. finally living up to our namesake and smoking cigars during an episode, which is this is the very first time. <laughs> yep, very first time. <laughs> All three Pretty of much. us actually smoking together. Pretty much. So I am smoking, as always, a Southern Draw cigar. From, and you're smoking as always. From so, yeah. pretty much, yeah. What did you, what did you give us? What did you give us? Uh, so I'm smoking a Jack cigar. Jack is sharing. Today. I'm yeah. I'm trying yeah. to explain the the lineage of these cigars here okay. for crying out loud. Just give Jeez. You, we're just giving you credit. Just for give your, just give me some ambiance for crying out loud. We're giving you credit. So I'm smoking a Southern Draw cigar by Robert Holt, uh, who is actually a believer, and it says Solo Dea Gloria on the band. He's from Texas, and so this what, is the Cedrus. The, okay. And so it's at, named after the cedars of Lebanon. So this is the cedrus that he did. Uh, Chad, you're smoking it's a, a my, my father. father. It's a my father uh, special. It's a special, so you okay. only get. I got that in a three pack from when I bought that at uh, Smoky Joe's one time. Nice. And then Byron, you're smoking the Matilde Oscuro. Matilda. Matilda, Matilda. the witch. Matilda, the young witch. <laughs> nope, it's good. And I actually met the owner of that brand. Uh, Enrique. Enrique. Yeah. Shout out to Enrique. Shout out to Enrique. Iglesias? No. <laughs> Molar <laughs> after Molar. No, dude, dude, he's he has way he has way longer hair than him. Okay. And he has way more facial hair than him. At least he has a goatee and stuff like that. Okay. So Well thanks for sharing. Thanks for being That's generous. Good. See, mm-hmm. hold up to that name, Generous Jack. Yeah. See, there you go. See, I do what I can. Jeez. <laughs> so, so how's everybody doing? We are coming to you uh, live from my garage again. Yep. Um, Got a nice fire. Hopefully not burning this joint down to the ground. Yep. Tacoma aroma. It's not popping this time. We did did have some nice little U2 kind of musings before we got on and started recording. Did they turn that off? Yeah, they turned it off. That's kind of nice. Although we might, it might sound like Afghanistan here in a hot minute uh, from the 4th of July, you know, backfire of everything. Dang kids. But we shall see. Literally, why do, you, why do you assume it's uh, children all the time? Oh, dude, well, it's adults. It's totally kids running around. Dummies on Saturday night. Oh yeah. Well, last night we were watching uh, Stranger Things three, and uh, it, it was it was super intense. <laughs> it was super intense, and uh, I had the screen door open downstairs, and um, all of a sudden, just like three mortars went off, and I was feeling about how you were feeling on the fourth. Oh yeah. Your, you know, yep, got that, that good PTSD. old, old fashioned PTSD kicking yeah. in there. It definitely made you, made me jump because uh, we, it was an intense moment in the show, uh-uh. and yeah. Did you scream? Demogorgon's got me. <laughs> <laughs> and no. he's like, "I'll save you." <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we are doing our second somersode here, uh, going over our testimonies, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this 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 time we're having good old Chad. Chadwick over here. Oh, me? Uh, Chatty Cathy. Chatty Cathy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how we come up with these dumb nicknames for ourselves sometimes. I think it's just whatever. Because we're dumb? Yeah, because basically that. Yeah, true. So, yeah. um, Well, how was the week since we've been together? Right. Mm -hmm. How have you guys been? 
I mean, other than Fourth of July, feeling like I was yeah. about feeling like World War Three was happening outside my house. I mean, that was fine. I mean, hung out with you yesterday, yeah. With yeah. your son's birthday, so that was cool. Got to hang out with. Uh, oh yeah, Oops. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Big shocker that you didn't show. Bad up. friend, over, bad <laughs> friend, Chad. Over yeah, here, here. Here's the thing. Like the first time you guys, Jack was up, even the last one to leave too. Yeah. Well, he, we're, we're you're he hung out. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> to you, Chad. So. <laughs> Yeah, the, so you guys set it up and then you changed the date. Well, we had to. Exactly. Because we so baseball. He has my, tournament. My first RSVP was yes, going, and then I switched it to okay, maybe. Okay, so why did you not go? I switched to maybe. I know, but why did you not? Janelle said Because no. we were hanging out with uh, the beer men's. Shout out to Patrick and Jessica. Oh, okay, that's the reason yeah. why I like them. So, so they're cool. Yeah, they're back from Spokane, mm-hmm. and uh, so They've we hung out with them uh, last night. That, that was last, last night. Had to have been last night. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you care about your friends. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, anyways, um, besides that, we just came off a of vacation in Santa Cruz, which was awesome. Uh, got we went to the boardwalk, had a lot of fun. Um, I grew up in California, so we went to Santa Cruz a lot, that whole area. So it's it's always cool to go back, um, and it's even more fun now with Blake, like. And he's a thrill seeker, clearly. Like he uh, loves the roller coaster everything. He's all like, his face oh, man, freaked yeah. or whatever. That, Dude, that was awesome. That first lap on the roller coaster, he was like stonewall. Like, <laughs> yeah. didn't know what was going on. Then the that second awesome. one, he saw what I was doing. Like, I was throwing my hands yeah. up and having fun. And, and then he was just like, you know, all about it. He was screaming, wanted to go again. That's and, cool. Yeah. The whole time we were in line, Janelle was just like looking at me. He's like, and, and she's like, are you, are you sure? Like, are you sure he can go? Like, he's like, he's saying yes, so we're just going to do it. That's what my dad did to me. Yeah. He just he just stuck in line with me, yeah. and we did it. Just you know, got to be brave. Just go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it was a blast. And then uh, during that trip, uh, met a new nephew. Um, Felix was yeah. born. Congrats. And so uh, we got to enjoy that. We went down to Merced and uh, saw the baby, saw Eli cool. and Veronica. So that was cool. cool. And then... Then yeah, this week I just worked three days at work and then had the Fourth of July Thursday Friday off. So it's been, it's been chill. It's been really cool. That's cool. So it sounds like you've just been busy, busy, go 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 go. Yeah, it's been constant. And Blake gets pretty crazy when like we're not in our regular gets rhythm. Crazy. You know. True. Yeah, and so like the day of the fourth, um, he was super defiant and mm. arguing with everything and. Like, it was just heartbreaking. And then that night, um, it was nice because we went to uh, Purdy area, Gig Harbor, and went to some friend's house. And they had, you know, a bunch of land, and it was cool because he got to run around and play with cool. friends, and he was cool after that. That's cool. But, yeah. Other than that, it's been good. How's Janelle doing? New baby? Janelle well, is... Well, not new baby, but you know what Yeah. No, the... the she she's 30, 30... Yeah, 30 weeks pregnant right now, and the baby's just kicking the crap out of her. So... Yeah. She's super Where's uncomfortable. Um, she actually, uh, I talked to her today about it. A friend's asked, actually, I was listening in because I pay attention. Um, but uh, <laughs> So you're like 11 where you can listen in on her conversations. <laughs> no. She no. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she was she, she was actually saying this baby is very similar to Blake. Like, he's okay. just active in the womb. and um, But yeah, um, cool. everything's normal. Baby's awesome. there. We're excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're really confused on a name. I've never been so unsure in my life, and uh, so we're trying to like figure Are out. Are you a leaning towards name, this man. JJ idea still? Or uh, it's it's like circled back to that like four times. You didn't name so, it JJ. 
Well, giving him normal, some like, sort first of... and second names, but then yeah. the nickname would be JJ. Oh, um, okay, I gotcha. But I... So John I don't Jacob. Know, man. Dutcher. Yeah, John Jacob Jingleheimer Dutcher. Dutcher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but... Johnny Alpecin. Oh, that's not good. Black cat's oh, walking black, by. Black kitty. Oh. Never, never a good thing. But uh, Jesus is on our side, so he, he won. Don't be stitious. <laughs> Superstitious. <laughs> You're so stitious. You're so... <laughs> What does Michael Scott say? I'm not superstitious, but I'm just a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Shout out to Michael Scott. That's right. Long live Anyways, Michael you were Scott. Saying? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Babies come in, so it's like just like Baby trying to drama. figure out, you know. Baby mama we're, drama. We're, we're about to have a second kid. like, um, and, and, and it was cool to go to the Beerman's house because uh, their daughter, Emma, is mm. Blake's age, mm. a little bit older. Uh, like, like by a week or two, I think. Arranged marriage status right there. Oh, dude, totally. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> We've already, actually, I've already, t- I, 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 I told Patrick day one, I was like, I'm sorry, man, but we're arranging this. Like, it's happening. Um, Don't worry, Dimitri's already got his son hooked up, I guess. So, <laughs> no I mean, That's hilarious. Oh, but they just had a second kid, um, Olive, uh, another girl. So they have two yeah. girls, we'll have two boys. So it's, that's you cool. know, the stars are aligning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, it, it was just interesting to see the dynamic of having two kids. You know, it's yeah. just different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm 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 really excited. Uh, me and Patrick were actually talking about how, uh, like you know you you make a commitment to get married and then you make a commitment to have a kid and there's a lot of responsibility there. And then as you have more kids, we were talking about how it's important to uh, to make that commitment again because you're adding another person to the mix. And you have to make sure that you're going to full-fledged commit to that person, you know, and, like, yeah. invest in them. Because as you have more, that's less time you have. So yeah. you have to be even more, yeah. in, in like, you intentional. know, intentional. Time. Yeah. So, like, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And because uh, we were talking about, you know, having more kids and stuff. And uh, that, I, that, that was just brought to mind. And so we talked about that a little bit. And it was interesting. Cool. So... Well, you had I'm you had your son, you had your son's birthday yesterday. Yeah, that was awesome. So that was he cool. turned four, Frankie, little Frankie potatoes. Uh, you have three kids. I got four. I'm just kidding. You're so stupid. <laughs> You're so stupid. Atrocious. Yeah, seriously. That's why he doesn't come birthday parties. <laughs> I actually uninvited him. That's why he didn't. No, you didn't. Him. Sarah did. Um, no. I was um, super confused when Jack texted me. He's like, "Hey, are you at Byron's?" I'm like, "Ew." No, Ow. I'm not. Ew. Ow. And then I saw your story later, or no, it was uh, it was Mary's story. Mary's, yeah. I saw him in your backyard. I was like, oh, that's right. Helping Frankie's the kids birthday. blow up yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, the kids couldn't figure it out, and then it was like it was really dude. You tough. had to, yeah, you had. That to, was one of those like confetti celebration. Yeah. You had to. But it was a big one. It was a big one. It shot all the way across the yard. You had no to, way. You had to yeah. twist wow. it really hard, and then it was kind of like tick 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 tick, and then it went. <laughs> Little Uncle Jack took care of it. Yeah. That's like it's like kind of setting the timer. <laughs> That's what I'm good for. Yeah. <laughs> That's like kind of setting the timer on a mortar. Like when it when it explodes no, it's on not. impact. <laughs> well, no, it, that's how it is. I know we're trying to relate back to our military times, Jeb, but no, it's not. <laughs> maybe, Cigars maybe really not. Good. All right, yeah. so Byron, we care about you, obviously. Yeah, so yeah. What's uh, what's going on, man? So good. <laughs> that's all I got. No, it's good. No, we're just again. Just, Rivers baseball just keeps us super busy. Um, I'm. Has that become like taxing? I mean, it, it, it's enjoyable, um, but it's, also yeah. No, I don't know. I love doing it. Yeah, I love going out there. The only thing is, um, like you were talking with Patrick, just really trying to find that time that I'm mm. not being neglectful to the other kids, mm. which 
can get can become that because spending so much time doing Rivers doing a sport that I love, and he's doing a sport that he loves, you know, and so that's something that we get to really enjoy together, um, and watching him grow and develop in that stuff. But it's also having to be mindful that oh yeah, I have other kids that I need to be loving towards also and cuddling with and spending time with. So, um, yeah. but other than that, I mean, it's been good. I mean, it's just when you're there all day, and if you don't drink enough water, you know, sitting underneath the sun all day is exhausting, and I definitely feel that today. I didn't drink enough water, so I had a migraine earlier. And yeah. I'm just tired, so if I sound tired, it's because I'm tired. Yeah. So, but good. Things are going well. Um, yeah, the yard's coming along. Jack saw it. Got to see the house, like, almost in its complete finished stage. So, Looks legit. Yeah. It's a lot Looks nicer legit. now. It's less of a headache. The kids got trampolines, so we built a trampoline right there. I saw that, yeah. Those kids are just going Oh, my God. I'm surprised you haven't been to urgent care yet. Dude, there's well, been a couple times. There was one point where Dimitri's son, Johnny, like, threw yeah. in a bike in there and started... What? All, uh, Dude, I'm not joking. It's, it was about to be Nitro Circus. I'm not joking, dude. That is hilarious. He, oh, well, he, actually, he there brought was, in there a bike. An there was an accident. He brought in a bike and started riding the bike around on the trampoline inside Johnny's of it. Johnny's so awesome. He's so, so brave. Ridiculous, That's crazy. dude. Um, no fear. Yeah, he doesn't. It's awesome. Zero. Um, one of the boys, um, another family came with their kid, and he jumped out and stepped down on one of Frankie's uh, shark toys. Oh, and wow. And he oh, gouged yeah. his foot. He oh. might have to get, like, stitches for it, dude. He was bleeding, like, it was ouch. pretty bad. Did he end and up... And he was just going, ouch, ouch. I was like, you all right? He's like, yeah, I'm okay. Did he end up... Ouch, <laughs> He did just shoved a shark halfway at my yeah. foot, but I'm fine. He did end up I don't stitches? know. I don't know. It, uh, ben was putting a fork in it to see how deep it was, because he's oh, a medic. Yeah. So yeah. he was just checking how deep. He's like, it's so... It's such a straight little. It's not very wide line, so it's like mm. he was. He, so he just went home, I guess, or something, and put some tape them up or something. Yeah. yeah, something. I don't know. He said yeah. it might get stitched. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, good. Been good. Life's busy, as always. It will slow down in August, and then we'll work into the fall, and you know, everything will be good. Have you had time with Sarah? Um, no, honestly, I haven't had a lot of time with her. Honestly, that's one of the things that her and I don't get. Her and I actually don't get a lot of time together very often at all hmm. um, other than that like nighttime, we put the kids to bed and then we try to you know hang out with each other and just mm-hmm. you know cuddle on the couch and stuff like that mm-hmm. and watching season Relax. 3 of the Stranger Things oh yeah no spoilers we're not gonna do it just let you know it sucks spoiler free um, war- warning no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so I mean that's other than that just like those little times stuff we try to get the kids to bed earlier spend more time with each other I need to be more intentional in that too mm-hmm. um so actually, yeah, you guys actually should be praying for that. Anybody that's listening to, could you be praying for that? That my I'm intentional with my time, with mm-hmm. the rest of my family. Mm-hmm. You know, not just with River, though I love him, but it's not. You know, there's other people too. So, anyways, cool. now I'm done, and now you can have the poor chat for the next finally. two hours. Finally, because that's what you like to do is talk yep. about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm ready. I've been. I'm always ready to talk about myself. You know that. All right. So basically. Uh, on my dad's side, they grew up in this. This is important because kind of having backstory to mm-hmm. my family dynamic. Um, they grew up in the Midwest, like Nebraska, um, and my dad, uh, yeah, his side of family was kind of farmers, Midwest, and then my mom's side uh, was from the Bay Area. Uh, she was. I'm pretty sure she was born in San Mateo, went to high school in San Mateo. It's right outside of San Francisco. And, uh, and then my dad and his family, um, I'm pretty sure my, 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 uh, 
my my dad's parents moved to the Bay Area as well. Um, I'm forgetting the the town right now, but it was really close to San Mateo in the Bay Area as well, and that's where um, he was born. And uh, um, they, my parents met at uh, some bar or whatever, like casino karaoke bar. <laughs> they were like non-Christians. Your and dad? Yeah, yeah, my dad. <laughs> My, oh. Dude, my dad was, uh, like, the dude had a mullet, so. <laughs> what? Kentucky actually, Waterfall. I can actually I'm see talking, that. I'm, I'm talking mullet with the pink short shorts. Woo-wee. Like, straight up, like, just mercy. out there. That's yeah, like, mercy. That's like 80s peak right there. Exactly, Whoa. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they they met, and then. Uh, I can't imagine. Six months later, they got married. They're they're wow. non Christians. Yeah. Um, I think my yeah my mom at that time was a Christian, because uh, she grew up, um, and uh, her older brother, my uncle Mark, uh, was a youth pastor, and so they were like in church, but kind of like my grandma, my mom's mom, uh, was raised Catholic, and anyways, so there there's like religion there, not religion, but you know faith. Um, in Jesus, and uh, um, so anyways, my mom was, I think at that point, you know, saved, I, I, I forget, honestly, it's whatever, um, but anyways, th- they met, and so my parents were first-generation Christians, because my dad uh, got saved after that, after they met, and then they got married, um, and uh, I am uh, uh, one of five kids, I'm the second oldest, um, and my parents are first generation Christians, so like we um, moved from San Mateo to uh, the Central Valley in Merced, and that's where I grew up. And uh, we went to we went to a couple churches early on when I was like a baby to two years old or something like that. And what's funny is me and Janelle, my wife, uh, were in the same nursery uh, for I don't know how long. Um, at, at the church that I grew up Whoa. in. And, and then they went to a different church, and so we weren't together. But I always thought that was interesting. And uh, so we, we, we stayed at the First Baptist Church in Merced, and uh, um, that's where I grew up. The gospel was always shared with me, because I was always at church. It's, it's just what I've known. And uh, when I was 13, I went to an event called uh, Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames, um, and, uh, at the end of it, you know, I just saw a clear picture of the entire gospel and saw the, uh, you know, what the wages of sin is, you know, is death, mm-hmm. eternal death. And I saw what Jesus, you know, I, I, I just needed it right in front of me, just clearly through a play basically. And that's where God saved me. And I was just sitting in the theater next to my mom and I remember seeing it and the Holy Spirit just showed me everything and I was convicted and I told my mom like hey mom I gotta go up there I have to go up there and ask God for forgiveness and ask Jesus into my heart and uh, obviously I was really young so you know a lot of that was juvenile you know there's not a lot of understanding but there was strong conviction and uh, so from that um, you know I still participated in youth group at the church and um uh, just started getting older, and uh, um, I remember really young reading Proverbs a lot. My parents told me, you know, there's 30 to 31 days in a month, so each each day read a chapter of Proverbs, and uh, I remember that being really beneficial, um, and I was 
super excited about it. You know, all my friends were becoming Christians as well. And uh, it was just a cool time. You know, I got baptized with my older brother. Basically, like, from that, I was, like, we were homeschooled. And so we were at home a lot, but we played a lot of sports. So we would uh, interact with a lot of other kids. So I wasn't too bad of a homeschooler, but it was definitely, um, you know, homeschooled. <laughs> Everybody, anyways, yeah, that's the running joke around here. Um, but but uh, in high school, I went to public high school. Um, around that same time, about a year before I went to public high school, uh, I, I, finally, I, I finally was in like eighth grade, so I was old enough to go on this rafting trip that the, the junior high and high schoolers got to go on. And uh, so I go on this rafting trip. My cousins are there, like one of my cousins and my brother. Um, my dad's on the trip because he was, my parents are heavily involved in the youth group. And uh, so we were always like at church because e- even when we were little kids, they were involved in junior high or, or the uh, senior high youth group. And uh, so anyways, we go on this trip. Um, it was a great trip the whole way. And me and my brother and his friends were were always uh, the troublemakers, if you will. And uh, granted, you know, it was a Baptist church, so it was super legalistic, and um, we just liked to rebel and, uh, you know, and just have fun. And so we had these stink bombs, and, you know, the girls were in one van, the guys were in another van. And my, my brother, I, I don't remember if, my, if it was my brother or if it was his friends, um, but I know that he went over there and planted or, and popped stink bombs in their van. Uh, we got in trouble, uh, Kyle, like, we were in the van, and my brother Kyle was in the van with me, and, uh, one of the guys there, um, one of the leaders was like, was like, hey, who put the stink bomb in the girl's van? Like, it smells horrible, you know, they were mad. She's like, I'm about to rat everybody out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, get in trouble for yeah. your ass. And, and, <laughs> and so, um, eventually Kyle fessed up, you know, it was me, you know, whatever. And the dude was like, you know, get out of the van. The, the dude was a, uh, a, a sheriff, or not a sheriff, he was a deputy in our town, so he's a cop. He was pretty mad, and he was kind of yelling at Kyle. He's like, get out, of the, get out of the van. And at this point, my dad and the youth pastor, um, or no, my dad was in another van, and they had already left, and the girls' van had already left. And so it was just us there. And I remember he got really upset and grabbed my brother by the hair and pulled him out of the van. And uh, I was just like, what the hell just happened? And, you know, my brother was pissed. And I don't, remember, I don't remember much after that, except for the next time we stopped, we were at a parking lot. And my dad was, like, at his just wit's end, yelling at our youth pastor and this other guy for doing what they did to Kyle. And granted, like, he, he put, you know, it's whatever. You know, kids are kids. They're going to do something stupid. But uh-huh. he had no right to, you yeah. know, to do that. Yeah. And... I don't know what happened from that, but like, basically three months maybe we uh, we were kicked out of the church, uh, and it was because they said my dad had an anger problem, and uh, um, that we weren't allowed to go to that church anymore. I don't know all the nuances of he what. He had an anger problem, but dude got his yeah. Pull with your brother, yeah. His hair. Yeah. So there were a couple like meetings with my parents and the church elder team. <laughs> Um, after the incident, and they were just mad that it happened. And, um, you know, I actually haven't talked to my parents about that in a long time, so I don't know exactly what happened. It'd be interesting to talk to them about that because I'd be interested to see what, you know, those pastors said to them. Uh, But basically they said that, you know, my dad was 
you know, had a big issue with his temper. Um, and uh, anyways, because something happened and they told us that we couldn't go to the church. And uh, so we stopped going to church for about a year, I'd say. And uh, that was right around the time where I started public high school and we were disconnected. Um, and so I really was just like, I, 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 I fell away from God in high school and uh, was doing drugs and drinking and partying, um, just doing a bunch of different stuff. Uh, my neighbor down the road, uh, his mom um, grew marijuana and whatever else and sold it. Like there were always like, you know, big SUVs and limousines going to their house and it was down this dirt road and stuff. We were out in the country and uh, I would get my weed from him. And um, so at an early age, I was uh, into drugs um, and that just bred into so many different things. Like I had this girlfriend that I was sexually active with, just really bad, even got uh, caught by my dad and he just told me how disappointed he was. and. Um, so there's just a bunch of stuff where I just totally fell away um, from Jesus and didn't really have outside like help basically, yeah. you know, like like a youth pastor or you know, and I was super quiet, so like I didn't share anything with my parents and I don't remember conversations with my parents. I'm sure they had them, um, but for the most part, I just didn't want to listen and just wanted to rebel and um, do stupid stuff. And so I really fell away. Um, from my faith basically like my junior and senior year I kind of had an awakening it was a small one um, but I was at a party with some of my friends and uh, one of my friends um, had been doing cocaine for a long time and uh, my other buddy had kind of started doing it and so I snorted a line that night with them um, and loved it <laughs> like it was amazing and uh that night was insane um and then the next morning i woke up and uh i had fallen asleep on the floor next to my buddy's bed and i woke up and uh, uh my buddy um was crying in his bed basically he was just like dude i can't even get out of bed this is horrible like like he basically want like he couldn't function without like doing coke and he didn't have any and he was like he was just like crying because he yeah. didn't have any cocaine and he was like chad i can't keep doing this this is horrible like i want that over food like it's just ridiculous and um and i was just like heartbroken and um at that point i was like wow i'm never touching this again i'm never doing drugs again i'm never drinking again um you know everybody says that you know the next yeah. day after a hard yep. night yeah. and, and that <laughs> depravity comes back <laughs> yep. and kicks yeah. you right in the yeah. rear again <laughs> yeah Hey y'all, miss me? So, <laughs> so, but what's interesting is that you know me and him made a pact that you know we would never, like a blood pack? yeah, <laughs> that okay. that we would never the do pack. like, wolf pack. <laughs> yeah, El Solo Loco. <laughs> <laughs> we we just made a pact together that we would stop together. He ended up stopping, and um, I talked to his sister and his mom every once in a while on Facebook, and he's doing really well. Um, I talked to him a little bit, maybe like five or six years ago. Um, but anyways, from that day is kind of when I was like, I got to stop what I'm doing. This I know this isn't right, and uh, I know it's not going to lead to success. Like, that, that was the only thing on my mind was, like, being uh, a good person and kind of successful. Mm. But in the back of my mind, I knew the truth of who Jesus was, but I was totally not ready to 
um, kind of give my life over. Um, and, and through all of this, there were a lot of like different times where I would get in these pits and I would ask God for help and I would pray more. I'd start reading my Bible for maybe a couple of days a week and then it would fall back to, to whatever I was doing. And, uh, so like I was very, uh, genie in a bottle type of faith, hmm. but I knew the truth and, it's interesting how much how much I rebelled, but uh, I knew that if I stayed in town in Merced, that I would end up just who knows yeah. I don't know just stupid right just sure. um, anything. So I so I joined the army. Um, the army brought me up to Lewis, um, but in basic training was uh, was very interesting because that was the first time I was really isolated and alone and really depended on God. That that definitely started the process of me coming back to Jesus, and uh, there was one instance at the very, almost the end of basic training where I had to take a PT test, you know, the first PT mm-hmm. test to pass and move on to the next phase, and if you didn't, you got recycled, you had to go back, and at that point, I was like, I need to get the heck out of here, I hate this place, this is horrible, I need to get back home and onto my unit, you know, and all that stuff, and uh, the night before... Um, the PT test, uh, we had to move our big steel bunks in our barracks to, uh, to uh, wax the floors and mop them and all that stuff. I was moving one, and then I, I accidentally it slipped, and it, like, struck my foot, the top of my foot. And it was just, like, super painful, and, like, I couldn't, I couldn't stand on it. I couldn't put any pressure on it. And so my other buddies, you know, finished up everything, and I just laid down and went to bed. Um... Woke up the next morning. Actually, before I fell asleep, I, I, I prayed and asked God. I was like, it's like, God, please heal this. I don't want to be stuck here. I want to get out of here. This is horrible. Um, why is this happening to me? And uh, woke up the next morning. I was like, I was like, God, if you exist, you know, my, my foot's going to be healed. And I, and I sat up in bed, and I stood up, same amount of pain, same thing. And I was like, how the hell is this going to work? Like, what? Like, why, why would you not heal, you know, my foot? I know you can. And, uh, anyways, got, got my PT clothes on, uh, was, you know, hopping out of bed, hopping, had to climb, had to go down three flights of stairs. And I remember how painful that was getting down the stairs. And, uh, the whole time I'm just like fuming at God inside my head, just like, why would you not like take care of me and all this stuff? And, um, the whole way down, I was like almost in tears. I was just like, I, I just need to get out of here. I need to pass this test, and um, that that was the the one moment in my life where I, where like I really felt that um, you know besides me, you know, hearing the gospel the first time and accepting him, um, that God like showed up and and like did something, um, because the very last step before I stepped onto the floor to walk out of the building, um, I felt no pain instantly, and uh, it was it was very weird. I was just like, okay, like in my head, I totally was like, God didn't do that. Like my foot's just fine, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Even talking about it, see, it feels weird to even talk about because it's it's weird to think that like something supernatural could happen or anything like that. But there was just instant healing, um, and I passed the PT test, and it was just cool. And um, I just remember it was like, wow, God, that's that was really cool. That was awesome. Thank you. Um, and from that point, uh, I, I really started to um, give him a little bit more attention and kind of still used him as a genie in a bottle at times because once I got to uh, my unit, um, uh, you know, I had a lot of friends that, um, that were 
partying and going to strip clubs and all that stuff. And and uh, as soon as I was back from uh, basic training, that's when I met Janelle because that, that was my brother's wedding. And uh, she was the maid of honor. I was the best man. That's where we started talking. And we were long-distance relationship at that point. And uh, so this was 2007 um, that I got stationed up here. And I entered in a relationship with her. Um, and then as I got up here, I, I, I started to struggle again. Like, it was good for a while. Um, but then all my buddies in the Army were going out partying. And I was like, I was like well, I want to have fun. You know, this is like my... My, my college years, quote unquote, I'm not gonna yeah. get these type, you know, this type yeah. of stuff, and so I fell away again, and uh, you know that was really difficult, and uh, like like for me personally in that moment it was fun, but at the same time I was trying to be this good Christian guy to, to Janelle, um, but I was living this altered life of sin, um, where I was looking at pornography. I was, uh, you know, we went to strip clubs and. We were having parties in, you know, people's apartments, and uh, there was one time where, uh, like, like, and I'm totally underage at this point, you know, we're drinking, and um, we had to uh, jump off the balcony of one of the apartments because the cops had come, and we, like, ran away, like, just stupid stuff, and just being an idiot, and uh, what was cool was, you know, from 2000 to 2007, 2008, um, that was just craziness. And then Janelle came up here the summer of 2008, if I remember correctly, and that's when she started going to Northwest University in Kirkland. Uh-huh. And uh, so she came up here for college for me. That's when things really started to change because I spent a lot more time with her, and she was just, like, asking me how I was doing and what's going on, and there was a lot of lying, and I was getting caught a lot. And yeah. um, to sum it up, like, it's a, it's a miracle that we're married today. Um, but, uh, when I started hanging out with her and those people at that university, like, it was really good because we got connected to a church up there, and, uh, we started actually, uh, serving, um, homeless people in downtown Seattle, like, we would literally go to Westlake Center and, uh, just hang out with the people that were down there, like, there were a lot of, uh, skateboarders and homeless, and they were all doing drugs and stuff, but they, we were just hanging out, and, um, we would just be sitting down talking to them, building relationship, and it was really cool. That was cool to see and do. And as we got more connected to this church, uh, we got involved in the junior high ministry, and uh, that was really good. And I feel like I was kind of on the cusp of, you know, being more Christ-like, but then at the same time, I still had that sin, and I was still doing stupid things. And it wasn't until uh, this one Sunday. Um, this missionary came and was talking about everything that he was doing abroad and, you know, giving his story. And what was funny is at the beginning of the service, he asked everybody like 28 or 30 and younger to come sit in the front. So we went up there, sat in the front. He did his sermon. And at the very end, he uh, he was just like, I kind of forget what he said, but he started praying for everybody, um, especially us younger people. And I don't remember exactly what he was praying, but the only things that I heard were, it was just mass conviction at that point. Like he was praying and all I was hearing was like the Holy Spirit just convicted me of, um, you know, pornography, the strip clubs, the drinking, the, um, the lying to Janelle, you know, the, the, the abuse of God. Like I was using God, you know, in my favor and I was like, 
just like not serving him at all and just being a horrible person and so God like convicted me extremely at that point and that was uh, the first time that I like wept um, I was I was weeping over my sin that was a very 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 emotional experience like I um, feel like I definitely felt the full weight of my sin and uh, repented you know shared with Janelle I drove that day and I had to sit in the parking lot for like 20 minutes I was like Janelle I cannot drive right now like I was just so heartbroken um, and it was at that point that um, I really truly started following Jesus you know afterwards there was a lot of questions about like okay was I a Christian at 13 did I become a Christian that day <laughs> and um, Pastor Sam at Mars Hill because we started going to Mars yeah, yeah, Hill yeah. Federal Way yeah. um, Pastor Sam um, basically encouraged me to to uh, um, journal uh, for a while and this is like a year after that happened because we had gone to another church I, I gotta talk about that for a little bit but but, but yeah, I, I kind of want to stop there because uh, at that point, like, I thought that was like, okay, I'm saved at this point. Mm-hmm. But after um, just praying about it, like, I definitely, like, God was like, no, I saved you. You were baptized. Um, you just rebelled like yeah. crazy. Yeah. You were in rebellion yeah. and you, you are now back. And I have, like, you're, like, you're mine mm-hmm. completely. And it was more or less like me entering back in a relationship um, with him, like, and committing to him. Um, so it's interesting. There's still a lot there. Like, I'm still trying to, like, understand. We ended up getting married, um, me and Janelle. Uh, we got connected to um, to a church here in Puyallup where um, I met um, Adam and his wife, Kelsey, and they really poured into us um, a lot and helped us get connected and me and him started a Bible study with some other guys, and uh, that that is where the core of my theology um, started. I really under like started to understand who God was and all the different nuances, and I think that that was like the foundation of, you know, everybody talks about your faith becoming your own, yeah. and uh, I think, yeah. Anyways, there's there's a lot of foundation that was laid with those guys. Um, I'm extremely thankful for that. Um, from there, you know, that's that's when we started to go to Mars, Mars Hill about a year, year and a half after. God just kind of led us there. Um, we didn't leave, you know, the church we were going to for any reason. We just felt that we were called to Mars Hill. And uh, so we started going there and loved it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were young, and uh, the, the preaching was, you know, convicting and inspiring, and it was good. Uh, and, uh, from there, um, it's kind of interesting because, uh, we just met a lot of people through there and met you guys. Um, I don't know, like God's done a lot of interesting things, uh, from that point, going to that church in Bothell and that, uh, missionary speaking. Um, and then at the end it was the Holy Spirit just speaking through him honestly that convicted me of that sin and totally turned my life around um yeah well, it's yeah. kind of a lot of well, word bombing praise there. God yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. um yeah I mean just the uh I think what I think what you talk about in your struggle with assurance of faith I think is the struggle for a lot of believers in America um 
so this so the sixteen eighty nine kind of talks about this too, where it says, um, you know, if you have been uh, if you have been saved, and I'm paraphrasing all this, but if you have been saved with faith or by faith, that guy, uh, mm-hmm. if you have been saved by faith uh, through the grace of God uh, through Christ, basically he every time you rebel, he will bring you back. Like there's going to be that assurance in your life. Yeah. And so, I think uh, I think it's just it's really just um, it's kind of that cosmic um, that cosmic dance of God's sovereignty and man's responsibility that comes into play because God yeah. is sovereign even though you are in a state of rebellion um, and He wants you to rebe- you know repent of your sin. Mm-hmm. And to be wholly trusting in Him, and that's difficult for us because our default position is not is not even remotely towards that, right? So I think I think your your testimony is kind of a testimony to um, kind of the unfortunate living, trying to trying to be a Christian in America, and then even mm-hmm. trying to understand what it means to be a Christian and then live out what does it mean for me to live out repentance instead of yeah. going back to the things that I hate but that my flesh still loves, you know? Yeah, I think something that was very formative for me to learn how to walk in that repentance because that was the struggle. Like, even after it was, you know, the biggest struggle was pornography and looking at other women. A lot of great guys early on in my in my walk up here when you know that that um you know like adam and um you know a lot of other guys like another guy jake um have been like really instrumental early on when i first made that transition of you know denying my sin and walking away from my sin Mm -hmm. and saying no to my friends in the army Mm -hmm. to go hang out with them and do those things because that was the hardest part for me was like these dudes were my brothers and over over a weekend, I was a different person when I showed up to formation on Monday. Yeah, and they right away um, they saw that, and I was rejected. Yeah, and that was the hardest part for me because like I really enjoy being social and having friends, and like those people are like they're brothers. You know, it's it's just that connection that you just anyway. So for for several of them, it was a big struggle. Um, to really like Chad who the heck are you like how do you just change like this and yeah so that was really difficult um, and but 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 I stuck with it you know I, I definitely struggled a little bit through that um, can, can you because you know, you, cause you you're kind of like you know went through this time where you know you kind of changed and, or you're changed and your friends see this and then you went well yeah like you didn't want to go there like what what was it that like more like what was that like what were things that like that you were sharing with them to like show like this is this change that Christ has put in my life I wasn't at that point I was fearful I I I I told one of my friends uh, I'll go and throw his name out there he doesn't care Blake um, and uh, you know I had told him like why I was different Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember how much into detail I got um, but Jesus' name definitely came up but at that time, I was still very fearful because I didn't want to be totally rejected from them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took a while to really um, be honest with them 
of why I was different. And it wasn't until on deployment that um, I remember reading my Bible in my bunk and this one guy that was um, in, in my platoon, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this that you're reading? I'm like, I'm reading the Bible. He's like, why are you reading the Bible? And I was like, huh. instantly the Holy Spirit was like, why are you not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Holy Spirit to me was instantly just like, you better tell him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I'm reading the Bible. This is what I believe. You know, Jesus saved me, and just like a quick little tiny, you yeah. know, little tiny gospel. And he's like, eh, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he just walked off, you know. But, but, but it was interesting. From there, like uh, as I started becoming bolder, um, people uh, started to respect that. You know, going to Mars Hill helped and didn't help because in some of those conversations I was too aggressive mm. especially with, like with Blake um, I definitely would say that there were some conversations that I was way too aggressive and was not loving you know we and we both worked through that um, like we've had good conversations now we're, we're still close we're brothers um, it's good yeah I just wasn't really brave enough at that point and uh, um, yeah well I think that's good because I'm glad that you explained that because there's so often that I'm assuming for all of us that we've all come into that same, and people that probably listen have come into that same situation where, you know, we we become new believers and then we're fearful of like losing our friends, being rejected, mm-hmm. people not wanting us to you know be around them anymore because you know they feel weird that we're there, like as if we're holier than thou kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so so that's cool. That what's what's interesting in that comment, uh, holier than thou, is uh, that was the kind of picture. Uh, that I felt that they were painting about me. Hmm. And I really, like, even my best friend I grew up with in Merced, you know, I'd, I, I've shared the gospel with him several times, and he's, you know, his response, you know, just didn't hear it. He was just like, well, Chad, no, you're just a really good person now. Hmm. You know, like, you're doing all these great things. Like, this is awesome. You know, you're doing well. And his family grew up Catholic. And so it's just interesting talking about it and hearing people's different responses. But, um one thing I was going to say is that, like, for me, like, yeah, like, 13, God saved me. That's my testimony, and then I came back. Um, but a big part of my testimony for me, like, is just continuous because just because, like, I had that moment with, you know, the Holy Spirit convicting me through that missionary, um, it didn't stop there. Like, we continually struggle to this day, and, you know, progressive sanctification is huge. And, uh, you know, leading up to, like, right now, sitting here right now, like, it's it's been extremely hard. Like, I've had to really mature and put sin to death and, and, and learn what, like you were saying earlier, you're talking about repentance, like, learn how to actually repent and turn away from sin. And that's why I loved, loved Mars Hill, is because we, as a core group, and a lot of the people I'm going to talk, like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of right now, are are still with us at Resurrection, mm-hmm. and one person in particular is Tim Shavera, Pastor Tim now, and uh, I remember going through a redemption group, and that was mm-hmm. a major point where I learned the true gravity of my sin because we were we were in the same bigger redemption group yeah we weren't in the same small group and then we were split off Mm -hmm. in different smaller groups but yeah yeah yeah. and 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 that that really uh showed me the weight of my sin and what it does to god on a on a deeper level what it does to others what it does to janelle um and and what how other people's sin against me has shaped me and affected Mm me and uh just going through those dark parts of my life like 
really opened up how much God truly loves me. And uh, I think that was a really big thing. And um, so there's a lot of growth through all of that. And then, you know, me and Janelle wanted kids like right away. And, uh, you know, we, we, we went five years before having Blake. And in that five years, you know, we had, uh, you know, Janelle got pregnant with Grace and carried her for uh, all the way to 17 weeks or 16 weeks. Um, but she, she had died at, I think, 14 or 15 weeks. And, um, that, that was, I was, ex- I, a lot of you guys know that during that time, yeah. that was very dark. Yeah, that was, was a tough time for you. Yeah. yeah. That was, I remember that, we were, I remember yeah. we would, we would meet up at coffee and you were just, <laughs> you were, you were really wrestling, um, in that, in that stage of life, but mm. Yeah, I think you were still, you had other people with you in that fight. Yeah, my faith was strong, so yeah. it wasn't like I walked away, but I definitely, for two years, um, I think for a solid year, I was extremely angry at God and was, you know, because my life wasn't what I wanted, I chose to sin and did it on purpose uh, because I was just very angry at God. Um, it, it was, it was hurtful to read the Bible. I barely could pray. Uh, if I sang at church, I mean, it was very short time that I sang at, sang at church and then I just stopped altogether because I knew I was just faking it. That lasted for about a year. And then after that, I really, um, with you know help from you guys, Matt Eller, um, Tim Shavira, uh, really started to walk just I guess just start to mend, yeah. <laughs> you know, and not be mad at God and understand um, his love for me. And uh, e- even though something so tragic could happen and uh, there were, you know, that was a really hard, hard time. I was very angry. Um, but the things that it's brought about have been amazing. The conversations I've had with other guys that have lost uh, babies, um, like I wouldn't change anything because like we were able to share the gospel through it with people that didn't believe. Um, there were just a bunch of things, and then there's also like, this is totally like a big subject, but just having um, assurance, just like comfort that uh, you know our baby, you know, is with Jesus, is with God our Father. She didn't have to endure the the pain of this life and the pain of sin and have to go through all of that. Like, that, some would say that's morbid to say that. Like, it's better to not live than live through uh-huh. this. Um, but at the same time, like, there's grace from God in that as well. So anyways, that's a, it's a big subject. And uh, I think Pastor Bubba, there was a couple things that he said to me that really helped me feel comforted, loved, and uh, not be mad at God. <laughs> but at the same time, it's still really painful. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and that's just the effect of... Uh, how sin has corrupted this world and you know how there's sadness and there's tears and you know Jesus will come and wipe those away and it'll all be great but for now we have to endure and uh, but we're not alone you know we have the Holy Spirit we have Jesus and um, so yeah and so there was you know I struggled with that a lot through that suffering um, the relationship is stronger it's greater if I'm to comment on right now like how I'm doing with Jesus it's uh inconsistent I feel like I'm like I'm 31 years old and uh, I think I'm at that point in my life where 
I've been a Christian for my entire life. And, uh, like, there was that, there was just that point where, like, around 29 and 30 where it became kind of stagnant. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of day-to-day type of thing. And I feel like even now, a little bit, it's kind of day-to-day. But I've been getting better uh, this year and a little bit of last year of, like, you know, spending more time with him and uh, loving others well. And um, the biggest thing this year so far is uh, just being better at loving Janelle because after you're married for, I mean, January is going to be 10 years, you kind of start to, like, lose focus of treating her well and dating her and caring about her really Mm -hmm. well, Mm -hmm. especially when kids get in the mix. You prioritize them. Mm -hmm. And then God slapped me in the face was just like, dude, you got to start with me first. Then you can love your family. Because as soon as I had Blake, I was like, all right, I'm a dad, I'm a family man, that's my focus. Like, I'm going to take care of them and totally lost my focus on God. Yeah. And that affected Janelle and Blake and myself. It's and like, thanks for bringing me to this point. I've got it. <laughs> yeah, I've got it from here, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. And wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 And so it's just like, through at each stage of life, there's always something different and uh, always learning something new, learning how to grow more, to be more like Jesus. Like, that's, that's yeah. what all this is about, is like how to progressively be to sanctify different parts of your life. And as you get older and things change, you see those different parts of yourself that need to change and be more like Jesus and love others more. It, 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 it's almost like progressive sanctification is all about becoming less and less of yourself. It's learning to be less self-reliant yeah. uh-huh. and more self-dependent, really. Mm. Because yeah. you're being self-dependent upon, you're being dependent upon God. You're not being, more, you're not being now self-reliant upon yourself, you know. And so Good. that's the Holy Spirit's changing you. Uh-huh. You're you're yeah. not changing yourself. The Holy Spirit's doing that change in your life. And so yeah, mm-hmm. Chaz, so quit self-patting yourself. Yeah. Your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just look back at my life, and uh, there's a lot that I didn't talk about. Obviously, and I, I mean. Yeah. You know, I don't talk about certain things because it's obviously super personal, but it's amazing how much God loves us and uh, works through the worst of things uh, to bring about good. Um, some of those things haven't seen the good yet, but yeah. I'm patiently waiting and trusting that those, even though those bad things happened um, and maybe even keep happening, like they're, they're still like it's all for our good. Like we have to trust that truth. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks that's for that. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for being vulnerable first yeah. and, yeah. and opening up that part of you. Cause I know it's tough to open up the, the deep dark places and yeah. kind of expose that. Or even just being honest and being real and just being like, you know, this is where I struggled and mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't have it right. You know, especially as Christians, like we don't always get it right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just even your testimony is showing it. Even Jack's testimony last time. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's this constant failure and success. And failure and mm-hmm. success. Right. But it's never like a self-success, right? It's never like, oh, I've done this. Mm-hmm. I've done such yeah. a great job. Mm-hmm. You're so good. <laughs> You're so good at this. Because then it's like a real humble moment to go, oh, man, mm-hmm. I did not got this figured out at all. Mm-hmm. And where was I relying on myself on that? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's awesome that you're you know, uh, still seeking Christ and all this, because like you said, you could have easily just been like somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have simply just been like, I don't care. Right. You know, Mm. but that's, that's huge testimony of obviously God's grace and just even his 
faithfully loving us when we're like not loving him at all. Just mm-hmm. constant, him just constantly pouring into us and constantly reminding you like, hey, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I haven't left you. You know, I haven't denied you. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like through everything that I've done, like constantly that grace just overflowing. I just think that's the craziest part is that like, like God loves us so much that it, it just, it doesn't matter what you've done it doesn't matter what I'm gonna do like he's forgiven me and you know some people can take that one way and take advantage like kind of like you know basically what I did um because there's that God gives you grace but that's not an excuse to just do whatever you want um, because then do you really know him right yeah yeah it's not this yeah pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you Uh you know yeah Hmm. no that's awesome appreciate you you know sharing man do you guys want to know anything else about me? <laughs> I don't know. That was a that was a lot to sink our teeth into yeah. <laughs> for one episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just it's you know just seeing even just uh, you know because obviously I didn't know you when you were younger. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing you know it, it's interesting hearing like your dad <laughs> being mad or whatever. Some think he's mad, so that's weird because I know your dad. Um, you know, and then just your more wild side. You know, just mm-hmm. party and stuff. I expect, I mean, because you always talk about how you were, you know, very sheltered, very, you know, yeah. very uh, conservative and not very, you know, out there kind of thing. But then, you know, you've got this whole other life that was completely radical. And it's obviously been completely radically transformed by Christ, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. One, one thing that sticks out to me a bunch and what's going to be very important for me as, like, a friend in, like, your kids' lives and, and other kids' lives is to be constantly be a person that they can look up to, mm-hmm. uh, they can talk to and learn from. Because the reason why I fell away was because I didn't have that person in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, we had just gotten kicked out of the church. We didn't, I, I didn't have that youth pastor anymore. Um, I, I didn't have uh, that leader anymore, you know, that was maybe a college student that would pour into people's lives and you know, so like that. That's why me and Janelle gravitate towards kids ministries because it is so pivotal um, mm-hmm. to be there. Um, Barry Gorsuch, who's the you know the the youth pastor at our church, like what he's doing is is paramount for these kids that are junior hires and high schoolers um, at our church. Like those are such like insane years of development um, because you can quickly just do what everyone else is doing and yeah. fall into that pit. Um, especially in our culture within mm-hmm. the Northwest too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's so. I mean, just talking to Andy. Yeah. At your house yeah. the other day, and he's he's a school teacher. Just seeing what he has to go through yeah. with this whole phenomenon of like, I'm transgendered and all this mm. other stuff, and trying to maneuver yeah. that. Like, it's it's a nightmare. But yeah, thankful for you and especially Janelle yep. and kind of spearheading and being examples to how to disciple kids and mm-hmm. and just how to mentor them into yeah. being good disciples of Christ. Yeah, I probably didn't give her enough credit, but like, <laughs> like the Holy well, Spirit. Because you're too busy talking it's about yourself. So, <laughs> but Janelle, like the Holy Spirit was paramount through her man. Like it, like man, I could sit here for hours and talk about how many situations that she continued to show grace and love no matter what I did. Yeah, man, like, I, I've hurt her so bad, um, you know, early on in our relationship, and um, it was just, yeah, it was, God just kept telling her to, to stay with me, 
Mm. Was the only reason, or else she would have been gone. Like she had a right to leave. Um, and uh, it's just really cool to see how much she loves me and how much, honestly, how much she loves Jesus. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very apparent. <laughs> thank you. Thank. <laughs> it's very apparent. <laughs> yeah. I, I I definitely appreciate you guys though too. Um, and the points in my life where you've shown me like how to love Jesus better and. Um, how you guys have discipled me, even if it's just talking crap. Byron. I was just saying, you're, you're sitting here just lying. Yeah. You're lying. But, yeah. I did have a question earlier. Remember what I was going to ask at the end? Yeah, the very end. The conclusion. So I remember, no, I remember that I had a question, but I don't remember what the question I don't was. collect Pop Funko toys. No, you don't. Okay. Almost, right? Wow. Oh, yeah. The, which, I almost I, bought one. Which, so which ones did you buy? You gotta share which one. Okay, you so just, so I bought so just to give Jack Jack and his bad just, habit just, just to give Chad a moment to rest his vocal cords. Yeah, I well drink beer. And I'm over here cigar. enabling people apparently with my cigars. So um, so I did. So I bought this is this is legit. I bought awesome. a, a Rick James Pop Funko. So probably cool. the coolest thing I I've ever it. seen. He's even yeah. got like the Jerry Crew and little oh, mustache. His. <laughs> He looks like Dave Chappelle off it's the skit, so like dead, it's deadpan so oh, Dave man. Chappelle out of that Charlie Murphy's True it's Hollywood so, Story skit. So oh, man. Um, Rick James, Pop Funko, and Nacho Libre. <laughs> Nacho, yeah. D- I love that yeah. Nacho Libre oh, thing. Yeah. Like that, you got it. Like once you see that, you got to take that. Okay. You that's that. awesome. So I do get it though. Me and Janelle were at the mall today, and that's where we saw some Pop Funko. It's stuff. nostalgia, yeah. man. As soon as I walked through that row of Pop Funko stuff, I was like. Oh yeah, you remember this? You know, you remember that? Like, yeah, it was funny. It was it's so just those little, yeah. it's those little keepsakes that yeah. uh-huh. kind of give you those little reminders of certain parts of you know your childhood or your yeah. life or something like that. Yeah, River and I just went into GameStop and got him a wrestling game, which is so weird because yeah. we don't even watch wrestling <laughs> at the house. But River has like become like obsessed or something with wrestling, huh. and uh, which has been cool. So I've gotten to share you know wrestling with him and stuff, but. Uh, uh, we went into the GameStop, and I was wearing my Mariner hat because it seems to be all I ever wear. And uh, the guy goes, "Well, this Rainier is same." Uh, Tacoma Rainier. He's he's yeah. wearing a Tacoma Rainier's hat right now. It's actually so. a Tacoma Giants. Oh, yeah, that's cool. right. So, a throwback. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> get it right. No, but um, but uh, so the guy's like, "Oh, we just got these in." It was the Moose. The Mariner Moose. The Mariner Moose yeah. just hanging out. I was like, mm, "That's cool. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, no thanks." <laughs> That's funny. So do you guys have any plans for the rest of the summer? Any plans? Nothing? We're going uh, camping next weekend again. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly, Tina, and then the Shabirs are going to go with us. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Um, and then after that, it's literally the countdown to the baby comes. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, boy. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. That's why I wanted oh. to say that. Oh. Yeah. Ah. That was the most awkward stroke of my arm ever. Very like a like a small. I'm a woolly mammoth. Yeah, you're like a like you're a polar bear. I am white. Anyways, so question. Oh yeah, how's the um, how's the uh, um, forgot his question already. Pastoral. Oh gosh, no. Coming along. How's that going? Uh, okay. So, (sighs) dang it, Byron. Um, so I. 
Your beauty school dropout. What? Your beauty school dropout. You pulled that what they, reference out of your butt. What, what do they call it? The uh, <laughs> the pastoral or what? The elder. The aspire. The yeah, yeah. So he's, our church. So he's done. So our church. That's what he's saying. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Chad got kicked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I um I chose to drop out of it this year. The aspire to be an eldership group and. Uh, it was really just because um, I'm quick. I'm not ready and yeah. uh, I'm not there yet. Like I need to be, I need to experience some growth. And at the same time, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't be loving to mm-hmm. Janelle if I devoted the time to that um, with the baby coming and just where me and her are at. Like we need to spend more time together, um, and I need to be nicer to her. Uh, and I know that I'll never be perfect. I'm never going to be 100 percent ready. Obviously, Byron knows that. Preach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so so yeah, I passed it up this year. I'm not even sure if I'm s- supposed to do it. You still very undecided still. Um, but initially, I was like, okay, I'll just do it to see if I am called to be a pastor. Um, but then um, I really just didn't feel led to do it at all the last like week, and um, decided that there's some work to do like for my family uh, for me to be more loving and more Christ Christ like to to them um, so I want to do that and then possibly consider that later okay so, cool man yeah that's good yep that's good but it's something I'm extremely passionate about <laughs> because there's some big lies out there man gosh I just want to take up a few more minutes of me talking. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> First of all, thank, uh, thank you, Chad, for just sharing your heart uh, and just uh, how Christ is saving you and has saved you. And so saving that. that's a good explanation. So he, so yeah. we use this quite a bit. Uh, he has saved you, and he is saving you still. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are appropriate uh, terms to use. While Chad and Byron over here are playing footsie, as <laughs> usual, an egg on his I'm head. always it's like I'm the worst always, feeling ever. I'm always over here trying to do host stuff, and Chad and Byron over here. And are you're like talking about just, he's talking about something two. that's like really important. Yeah, and they're like trying to make me break over here and trying to make me be like table. a yeah. terrible host for the podcast and everything. First of all, Jesus saved you and is still saving you. Explain that. Yeah, so he saved you, meaning that he saved you uh, from Satan, sin, and death. So he purchased you mm-hmm. um, before the foundations of the earth in Ephesians 1, as yep. we know. And then he died for your sins and forgave your sins on the cross and atoned for them. Mm-hmm. And then when you came in to the family of God, when you accepted him, when you became a believer, and God opened up your eyes uh, to his grace... That's when you were saved. So they so you can look at it a couple different ways in that uh oh. Is it is it the neighborhood going I off? just heard something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know like what it is. Like, Ain't no time. <laughs> <laughs> That's self to come for you. <laughs> the neighborly drunk. So uh, so he has saved you in that way. So yeah. he has saved you. That he's you're his, he is yours, and that he is saving you, meaning that He's continually making you uh, more, and God is continually making you more into the image of His Son, Jesus. 
So he's saved you. Like, you don't need to do anything else. But mm -hmm. he's saving you, meaning he's saving you. He's continually... Um, sanctifying sanctifying you, yeah. continually just sharpening you into the image of the sun. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by that. So, yeah. Okay. yeah, you didn't have a mafia story. Yeah, like dude. <laughs> you didn't have cool... But you did get your Godfather man, stories, But you man. did share a mullet story, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so that's pretty cool too. <laughs> he, like, cringes when we bring up those pictures. He cringes. Got that, got that Kentucky waterfall <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> he, dude, when you say we Kentucky first, waterfall? Yeah. <laughs> Have you when, not heard about dude, this? Dude, that's dude, Kentucky that's Waterfall, good. man. That's it's a mullet, dude. Yeah, really good. I've never heard that's that classic. before. Oh, dude. I'm going to use so that. That's so awesome. Kentucky Waterfall, I've man. I've never heard that. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, when me and my brothers discovered that picture, we were just like, we totally made fun of my dad. And he's like, the whole time, he's like, that's not a mullet. That's not a mullet. Like, dad. Yes. Let's just yes, talk about is. your shorts first <laughs> and then work our way up to the mullet. They're it not is pink, a mullet. They're yeah. salmon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, it was great. Oh, that's awesome. Anything? Any? Any last things for the for the any people for the anything? people at home, Chad? Hmm. Well, thanks for putting me on the spot here. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you should come prepared. <laughs> I thought we were just hanging out. <laughs> no. Wrong um, again. I got nothing. That was our <laughs> summer episode with uh, Chad's testimony here at Brothers of Ash as the fire. About to burn down my garage once again. No, I actually didn't. It was fine this time. Yeah. Um, so you guys can check us out on Instagram, at Brothers Vash. You guys can check us out on Twitter. You guys can uh, at us, meaning that you can directly send us or tag us in any kind of Twitter message or Instagram message to us about a question about the show or a question about one of us or maybe a question for a future episode. You can do any of that. You can also go to brothersofash.org. And drop us a line there and give us a honest review of the podcast or send us an email. We our email is Brothers of Ash. Uh, it's Brothers of Ash B O A at gmail.com. Okay, there we go. Yay. So teamwork. Uh, <laughs> so you guys can work. send us an email that way as well, too, uh, if you're interested. And so check us out uh, on the Instagrams and the Twitterverse. Uh, for future just stories and if we're hanging out at certain times at the Thunderbird, I know mm -hmm. I will usually still hang out there on Wednesdays and probably Tuesdays now too because mm -hmm. we don't have a discipleship group now since we're off for the summer and so I'll probably yep. hang out there on Tuesdays as well too maybe. Uh, I got high blood pressure, so I can't be doing that all the time. Uh, whatever. You're weak. Uh, <laughs> Just the genes are weak. I'm pretty so, strong. Uh, so you guys can check us out that way. Uh, feel free, like I said, to interact with us online. We don't bite. Uh, we really want your guys' uh, honest opinions about the episodes and what we could do better. So Yeah. The other cool thing is uh, on Anchor, you can leave a voice message. Yeah. Um, and like, we haven't really played with that before, but it'd be cool to, um, if you guys left, you know, that might be an interesting way to ask us a question or talk about something that we talked about here on the mm -hmm. podcast, um, to share your thoughts and, uh, you know, with your permission too, we could, uh, you know, add that into a podcast possibly. Yeah. Um, 
So, anyways, that's a good way to communicate as well. Yeah, so look at the Anchor app. So check out the Anchor app and then look for Brothers of Ash. And then once you subscribe to us on that platform, then you can send us a voice message via that platform on Anchor. So Mm -hmm. check us out in all those different ways and then keep on the lookout for future summer episodes in which I know we'll be talking to Byron here since he's the next up in the shoot. Chad's willing to share the mic. So. Yeah, you got 30 <laughs> seconds right now. Yeah. We're not doing another episode. You just got 30 so, seconds. All right. Uh, so. Portal Center, Saved by Grace. Done. Cool. That's a good, that's a good story. <laughs> so anyway, that was our summer episode, our summer sode with Chad's testimony. Uh, hey. We'll see you guys on the next Brothers of Ash episode. See ya. Peace. See ya.